0: Alva and the Online fishermen. One. Behind each, a muddy river of longing. These men reach out to her, holding toward the camera the sleek bullet of a fish, angled toward the screen so she can see the full length of their bodies, the golden glint of their scales from lip to tail. She is trying to forget G., and suspects a southern boy could do the trick. For G hated water, and here are all the men in Georgia who might swim a football field's length through water of unknown contaminants, who might huff and breathe and stroke to reach her, floating in the lightless maw of a quarry at night, who might kick against the bullying current of a wild river to find her. If all else fails, how could her life be different. In every image, the irony of someone trying to bait her with nothing but a dead fish. And yet she clicks. Two. The first, with orange visor and blue sky, points a clear-eyed trout close to the lens. Its mouth gapes open, casually, as if to speak, and she cannot tell whether it's alive or dead. The boat beneath him is invisible. His lips are full, his hands the perfect size, and beard washed out by the sun, he could be almost anyone. And this is where her desire lies. He takes her to dinner. A small pizzeria with a hurried bartender and low ceilings, she almost hits her head against, floating above her body when he brags in the first ten minutes, I've never paid for sex and touches her knee for emphasis or to suggest, I could have you if I wanted. And Alva not completely disagreeing for some time. She likes to be cornered, to be held with her arms against the wall, but only by men she trusts will let go. And when he talks about fly fishing, the rhythm and artistry of casting a line, of the rivers in Montana, and how he will sometimes close his eyes to listen to the current walking upstream to leave his companions behind. She thinks, for a moment, this is a man she could love, until he reaches for the check and tells her, well, I should say, I've never paid a hooker. Three. Alva remains undaunted. In the hands of the second, a bass is held like a holy sacrament. The man grips its underbelly, His face is serious, his expression grim. Alva wonders who holds the camera, forcing him to pose. No doubt someone insists that he must hold still to the task of remembering. Jutting his chin out, he has almost tilted his mouth into a smile. His hands are small, or the fish is small. Everything she could use for scale is too far in the distance a stand of scrubby pines, a heap of tangled branches on the bank far behind him. The more Alva lingers, the more his awkward stance becomes familiar, an offering of a past self to a future one he can't yet know, the one who submits himself up to the cosmic chaos and the digital court of ladies he'll never see, the ones who look and look like Alva, whose gazes he'll never meet, because here they are, unbodied, infinite, complete. 4. Eventually, rivers turn to seas. Alva leans into the oceanic burn of the third. She likes his Adam's apple, how he stares into the sun. Only the water's gunmetal blue lies beyond. He has cropped the boat from the frame and appears to walk on water. Miracle of the fishes, miracle of hunger. He wears gloves, for what is pulled from the sea must be sharper, she thinks. And the fish is hoisted, not held. Its mouth sings an aria to what it has devoured, its mouth wider than its tail, a mouth for swallowing whole the smaller bodies of its own kind. And though she knows he can't save her, the water is calm, the bounty heavy, as his t-shirt billows and hope creeps in. Five. Alva knows there are plenty of fish out of water. Big fish. Cold fish. She must let them off the hook, line, and sinker. Sometimes, like her, they must cut bait and switch. Open, A can of rock bottom. Hit a snag of the one who got away. Look, she says to herself, here is a fine kettle of big fish in small ponds. Give them some slack. Reel them in. Red herring. Holy mackerel. Six. Of course, there is the fantasy of the boat and forgetting One day she'll find the one with the handsomest fish and meet him on a lake north of the city, where she'll drum her legs against his stern, and the water will swallow the sound of all her lost loves and the name of all the others. From the prow the man will call for her over the slap of waves against the boat, over the collision of wakes that cross in the middle of the lake from families on pontoons puttering toward land, and the boys on jet skis racing away from it, and the silent gliding of a blue heron beside them, and the fish circling beneath the algae bloom that Alva knows is a sign of all that can go wrong. Yet, if she dove into it, disappearing beneath its froth, this man would follow before she had time to come up for air.